Thank you for downloading the podcast. We believe the Word of God will richly bless you today. Now let's get right into the Word with Pastor Rusty Martin. 2 Kings chapter 5 and verse 1. It says, Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance to Syria, and he was a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. Here we see that there was this man was like a general in the Syrian army. Yes, man, oh, we got to let the kids go. Just throw something at me. All the kids that have your class tonight, just help yourself over there. Hallelujah. Let's have a look. We're having an exodus here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we see that Naaman, the Bible says that he was a great man and that he was a very honorable man. And it says the Lord had given him deliverance unto Syria and he was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. So here we see that he was a great man, but he had a greater problem. Amen. And uh, I could elaborate on that, but I'm going to move on. It says, and the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away a captive out of the land of Israel, a little maid. Everybody say a little maid. A little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. You notice uh, sometimes God gives great answers to people with great problems who are great people by little maids. Amen. Never, never discount how God can use you where you're at. Never, never let the devil put you down. Never let people put you down and say, oh, you're this, you're that. You're just, you're just working in a, a menial task. You're, you're, you're uh, maybe, maybe not on the scale that other people around you are, but I'll tell you what, you're a child of God. You're somebody that has a covenant of God. This, this little maid, she had a covenant with God, and I want to tell you, she was bigger on the inside and, and knew a greater God than even this great man knew just in the natural. And this little maid had that man's answer. Hallelujah. She said to her mistress, Would God that my Lord were with the prophet in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. Man, that sounds like faith talking. I guarantee you, man, nobody around in that whole country ever talked that way, ever heard anything like that. What happened? They heard, she heard, that, that this man named it, he heard, actually it was the, it was the mom, the, the mistress, his, his wife, she heard the word. Amen. She heard about God at that time. You know, nobody really, that Jesus wasn't on the scene yet. But when she heard the word, I think faith rose up inside that, that wife. And she went and told that husband. And that husband, I'll just let the story speak for itself. It says, and one went in and told the Lord, saying, his Lord saying, thus and thus hath said the maid from the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, go. To, said, go to go, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him 10 talents of silver and 10,000 pieces of gold and 10 changes of raiment. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel saying, now when the letter was come unto thee, behold, I have uh, therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. I, I want to tell you this, you can't buy a miracle. Amen. These people were doing everything they could do to try to get this guy set free. But obviously, this king loved this man. This, this, this man did great explo exploits 
uh, for the kingdom that he was in. He wasn't in the kingdom of God. But, but still, here he had heard about there was a man of God that had an anointing that could help this man. And this little maid obviously had compassion for this guy that, was, that came and, and she was a slave, came and pulled her away from her mother and her father. And I'm sure she was terrorized, no telling what happened to her. But she knew God and she trusted God. And, and somehow she had compassion even on this person that didn't like her. He didn't, he doesn't say whether he liked her or not, but I wouldn't like them if they hauled me off. Amen, would you? But there was something about this little maid that loved God. And she knew that God was able to even bless this guy, even though he had a, he had a major problem that God could cure this disease that this, this man had. I think that's awesome. I think that's unique. And, and, and here they go to the king. What this little maid said went all the way to the king. And the king said, well, here's my answer. We're going, to give, we're going to send as much gold as we can, as much silver as we can. We're going to send all the raiment. We're going to make them look sharp. We're going to send the Pierre Cardin suits and the, the fancy shoes and, and the Rolex watches and everything else. And we're going to go over there. We're going to make sure we get this boy taken care of. Amen. So they bring that to the king of Israel. I believe it was Jeroboam at the time. And Jeroboam just looked at it. And I don't think Jeroboam was a very godly king. And he just looked at it and said, oh, my God, these guys are wanting to invade us. Amen? And a lot of times, that's the answer we get from man. Amen? When, when we come with everything we have, the, be, the best treatment you can get, the best counseling you can get financially, the best lawyer you can go to, what happens when you still get the answer that you don't want? And so here's Naaman. He's in the king's palace, and, and the king reads this letter, and it makes him mad. And the Bible says he rents his clothes. He tears his clothes. It means it grieved him. If, he said, man, I, I don't like this. And he ripped his clothes. Why? Because he couldn't produce the answer that this man needed. Amen? So in verse 7, it says, And it came to pass that the king, when the king of Israel had read the letter, that he rent his clothes, and he said, Am I God to kill and to make alive that this man doth send me uh, to recover this man of leprosy? Wherefore, consider, I pray you, and see how much he seeketh a quarrel against me. And it was so that when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now unto me. Everybody say that. Say, let him come, let him come. now unto me. Now. You know, that's just what Jesus said. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Jesus said unto blind Bartimaeus, when blind Bartimaeus cried out the louder, he, he cried, the Bible says that, that the disciples and everybody said, be quiet, shut up. You're making a ruckus. And the Bible says he cried even the more louder. And then Jesus, the Bible says he stopped and he said, let him come. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, sometimes when you get an unfavorable reaction, it's really awkward. When, you, when, when, when God doesn't answer or doesn't move in the way you think he ought to, it, it can be awkward to you. And so Naaman just, I think he just kind of hung out there. But then when the man of God heard about it, he came with the word of God and he said, send that man to me. How, 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 how do we react when we kind of get an awkward answer or, or, or our prayer isn't answered exactly the way we think it ought to be? Exactly the way God, we think God ought to do it. Well, he needs to give me this job, I'm believing for this job, or I'm believing for this house, or I'm believing for this spouse, or I'm believing for, for 
what, whatever, you know, the, the myriad of things that we believe God and pray for, and it doesn't work out the way that we think it ought to work out. We've got to learn to be flexible. We've got to learn to not be offended at the word of God. So Naaman just kind of hung out there, and guess what? All of a sudden, he doesn't realize it, but he just got his answer. Amen? You know, some of you guys, I'll tell you this by the Holy Ghost, you've already received an answer from God. God has given you an answer by his word. He's given you an answer by a pastor or through somebody else, maybe through somebody, one of your friends that's a godly friend. Sometimes we, we complicate God's answers so much that we can't, and the devil's good at bringing in a lot of fog and a bunch of mess, a bunch of drama to complicate the simplicity of how God wants to answer our prayers. Amen? How do I know that? I've been there. Been there, done that. Tried to answer my own prayers. Anybody ever? Amen. I mean, we're all good at playing God, aren't we? Amen. We know everybody's problems and everybody's situations, know just how they need to fix them, but we can't fix our own. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Amen? Hallelujah. Wherefore hast thou rent thou clothes? Let him come unto me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariots and with his Mercedes-Benz and with his Rolls-Royce and, and with his posse. And he, brother, I mean, he come, in, he come into town. Amen. I mean, he had all of his stuff. He had to probably had the stereo bumping and, you know, he, he pulled up in front of the prophet's house, you know. And I mean, he's making this grand entrance. I mean, he's got some stuff with him. He's got, he's got gold. He's got, I mean, he's, and he's the man. I mean, this, this guy isn't like some sports figure. This guy is a military hero conqueror that, I mean, he's bringing some clout with him. But you know, your clout don't stand up a whole lot when it comes to receiving from God, what your cloud is in the natural. And the Bible says Elijah, the man of God, the messenger of God, the prophet of God, he sent a messenger. He sent him a little stick it note, you know. Go out there and read this to that guy. Tell him to turn his radio down. Can you believe this? Hallelujah. I'm having a problem keeping up with my notes, but I'm, I'm chipping along here. It says, but Elisha sent his messenger, and he came into him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come unto again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. What else do you want? Amen. You know, I know as pastor ministers and as other people minister up here, God's answer comes to you. I said last night to the people in prayer, if you'll spend time with God, a lot of times the reason why we don't get answers from God is we don't spend enough time to listen to him, to hear him, to hear his voice. Amen. We've got to spend time with God, but also that's what the church is for, to teach you, for, for you to understand and know, hey, I can get something from God. I, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, it's not just happens every now and then, man. You, you ought to be receiving something from God every day. Your faith ought to be working every day. You ought to be believing God for something every day. The worst place you can be as a Christian is in a place where you have no need. Amen. We're, we're all people of faith. We don't want any trouble. We don't want any needs. We don't, we don't want any. Listen, if, if we all live that way, we would all just be mush. It's through resistance that, we get, that, our, that our body is strengthened. It's through sitting down and disciplining yourself to study that your mind is strengthened. 
Listen, and it's through, the, it's through walking out this walk of faith, listen, that your faith is strengthened. Peter said that you're, the trying of your faith is more precious than gold. Oh, amen. amen. And, and a lot of times we get into situations and have problems and we just want to push the panic button and say, oh God, come rescue me. Amen. And, and sometimes there's, there needs to be some character building. Maybe God's wanting, us, wanting you to spend some time. Maybe God, God's, you're going through something. If it drives you to, let it drive you to your knees. Get on your knees and cry out to God and say, God, if you don't come through for me. Amen. I'm speaking your word. I'm confessing your word. God, I thank you that your word is working in my life. I don't care what anything else looks like. Guess what? It strengthens you. Makes you strong. Man, next time something happens, man, you know, bless God, God brought me through uh, last week. He's going to bring me through this week. I didn't think I was going to get the bills paid this month, but guess God, they're paid. And they were paid the month before and the month before and the month before. Amen. And before long, you're out looking for a fight. Amen. Hallelujah. You're going devil hunting. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because your faith is working. Your faith is alive. You're out looking for people to, to tell that, that, listen, man, you don't have to live the way you're living. You don't have to have to go through the mess you're going through. Listen, God will bring you out of that, and he will continue to bring you out again and again and again and again. One, one of my favorite passages in the Bible is Psalms 126. It says, when God turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. Our mouth was filled with laughter, and our heart was singing. And, the, and about two verses down, it says this. It says, turn again our captivity again. In other words, you turned it once, but just one time ain't good enough. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, he turned your captivity in 97. He turned it in, in, in 2000. He turned it in, in 2008. But what about today? In the nasty now and now? I'm going to tell you, he'll, he wants to turn it again, man. Turn your captivity. Glory to God. But how do we react when God doesn't do things our way? The Bible says, but Nathan was wroth. That's how he reacted. How about you? You ever got mad at God? Upset at God? Why, God, oh, why? Amen. So let, let me just say this to you. Sometimes people put spiritual principles or situations, they begin to move in their life through things they do, stuff they say. Pastors talked about our grandmother who passed away when she was 61. Well, she put a spiritual principle into, into action by saying, I don't want to live to be old. Amen. And people can put spiritual principles into action in their lives and not even know it and open the door, amen, for Satan to come in and destroy their lives. And they don't even know why. Well, why did so-and-so pass away? Why did this happen? Why did that? Listen, it's not our place to sit here and figure out why. That's between, the Bible says the secret thing belongs unto the Lord. And there's some things that go on between people and God that we don't know about. Yeah. And thank God we don't. We don't need to know about them. Yeah, but you know how we are. <laughs> we want to know, amen. We want to know the juice. Sometimes, <laughs> let me tell you something. I found out some juice before that hurt me more than anything else in my life. Yeah. Amen. I've, I've, found out th I've found out things about some people, some things, some situations. I wish I didn't know about. So quit looking about for that kind of stuff. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know who that was for, but praise God. Maybe it was for me. But we see that the answer that God sent, it caused Nathan, Nathan, Naaman to be wroth, and he went away. Notice that. He went away. A lot of times when people get offended at the word of God, at what God says, number one, it makes them mad. Number two, they don't come back to church. 
It makes them leave. It causes them to pull back. It causes them to, to, to seclude themselves, to become recluse. And a sheep out there by itself is very vulnerable. Yeah. Amen. Listen, we all need one another. Yeah. Everyone, we need, we need everybody. We all together need one another. Amen. We help make one another strong. Amen. And uh, Naaman said this, he went away and he said, behold, I thought, there we go again. Pastors talked about I thought, I don't know how many times. <laughs> Sometimes your thinking ain't right. Amen. If your thinking doesn't line up with the word, you know, I thought, he said, I thought he would surely come out to me and he would stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. But guess what? He thought wrong. And then he said this, he said, are not the, the Albina and the, and the far part rivers of Damascus better than the waters of Israel? Well, are they? It ain't a matter of whether or not the water is clear or whether or not the water is muddy. Amen. Listen, God never healed an excuse or forgave an excuse. This guy's got all these excuses of why God can't heal him, why he can't get his miracle, why he can't get what the, the word has already been spoken. His healing is just right there. Now he's got to do his part, see. Amen. It says... Uh, May I not wash in them, in the, in, in the Albina and the Far Far River in Damascus, and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. Man, I wouldn't want to be around that dude when he's in a rage. I mean, this was before guns. I mean, this, is, this was a guy that was, you know, he was pretty, probably a pretty bad dude. I mean, he was, back then, they didn't fight wars the way we fight them now. You know, push a button and go drink a cup of coffee. <laughs> Amen. I mean, it was it was bone on bone back then. So I, I'd, I'd be concerned with this guy being in a rage around me. But then look at this. It says, and his servants. Here come the servants again. Listen, he was a great man with even a greater problem, but his servants again brought to him the answer. And they said this to him. They said, uh, my father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, would thou not have done it? How much uh, fur further then when he said unto thee, wash and be clean? See, this guy was expecting him to say, hey, go take this city or, or go do some great. Th what would that do? Go, go swim the ocean. Go climb the mountain. Where would the glory go? It would go to him for what he did. And see, a lot of times we want, we want to say, well, God, I prayed. God, I read the Bible. God, I quoted all the scriptures right. But did you obey the simple thing that he might have asked you to do, to go across the street and tell your neighbor to forgive you? See, sometimes it's just, the Bible says it's the little foxes that destroy the vines. It's these little attitudes, little, little things that creep in and stop God's miracle working power in our lives. This guy was a great man. This guy was an awesome man. This, this guy had everything going for him except he was a leper. He had a problem that he could not fix himself. He needed something greater than him to fix that problem. How many in here tonight like that? You have a problem you can't fix. I'm here to tell you tonight there's a greater one. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. He says, come unto me. Amen. And, and, and he can fix your problem. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So a great man with even a greater problem, servants brought to him again the answer. 
Notice the prophet didn't even go out and give him the answer. Every time it was a servant, it was somebody of low esteem that went out there and said, here's the answer. Here's what you need to do. And, and, and he's used to giving the orders to these people. Amen. But these people, are they're just humble and they come up and they say, look, I know you're in authority over me. I know that, but listen, all you got to do is just humble yourself a little bit here. Listen, we're all the same here in the body of Christ. We're all servants to one another. Amen. There's no big I, there's no little you. Amen. Listen, we're here to serve you. And, and, and when we begin to exalt ourselves and begin to jack ourselves up in, in our own mind, and it's not hard to do, we can get ourselves into trouble. Yeah. It makes you hard to receive from God. You think by your own works or by your own holiness, yeah. amen, that you can receive from God. But sometimes you need, you know, Miss Juanita to come straighten you out. She's one of the great servants here at the church, but she got the word of God in her. Yeah. Amen. And, and, and you never know who God is going to use to speak to you, to talk to you. Don't just say, well, I can only receive from pastor. You might be out there on the street outreach and have somebody come up to you from who knows where. It might be an angel and come up there and give you a word from God. But because they're not dressed like you, don't look like you, they, and they give you a simple answer, you reject it. Does it line up with the word of God, number one? Is what somebody's telling, does it line up with the word of God? And number two, if it's something that's simple to do, just do it and get it done. Listen, the Bible says here, it says, verse 14, it says, and he went down. (laughs) I like that. Sometimes you just got to get down, amen? Get down on your knees, amen? Get down and pray. Humble yourself and pray. You know, it takes humility to pray. The Bible says, if my people who call on my name will humble themselves and pray. But we have more important things to do sometimes. It says, uh, and he went down and he dipped himself seven times in the Jordan. And according to the saying of the man of God, his flesh came again unto him like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. Naaman had to put his ego and his pride into check and humbly do a small act of obedience to receive a major miracle. Amen. Listen, it's not the great thing. Well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to, I'm going to preach a great revival, a great tent revival or a great, I'm going to go be a missionary. I want to go be a pastor. Listen, maybe God's just saying, just read your Bible. Spend more time in the word. Spend more time in prayer. Buy that CD where you got a good word from pastor and and, and meditate on that. And we're all out there. We're all wanting to hit the home run. Amen. Pull somebody out of a wheelchair. Slap the blindness out of somebody's head. Amen. (laughs) Amen. But you know, some some of us, if that happened to us, man, you couldn't get your head through the door because you'd think you did it. And see, the whole purpose of this with Naaman, Naaman did all, Naaman did, all Naaman did was humble himself under the mighty hand of God. And guess what? God said, oh, finally, I'm glad you did that. Amen. And that miracle sent ripples not only through, we're talking about it today, through time. It's, it had a ripple effect in the country that he lived in, and it had a ripple effect in Israel. And I want to tell you, when you humble yourself under the word of God, and you say, God, not my way, but your way, 
I want to tell you, you're going to get that miracle from God, and it's going to have a ripple effect on your job. It's going to have a ripple effect in the church. It's going to have a ripple effect through everybody that you come to me because they're going to say, man, that's the guy that got a miracle from God. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Is that good for tonight? Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads here just a minute. Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. Lord, we thank you that the entrance of your word brings life and brings light. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that tonight, Lord, we come to you humbly. Lord, asking you tonight, Father. Lord, if there's anybody in here, number one, if there's anybody in here tonight that hasn't been born again, Lord, I ask you right now, Lord, to to touch them. Thank you for joining us today. We trust you enjoyed the podcast. We extend an invitation to you. Come join us in one of our services, Sunday morning, 1045, Tuesday prayer, 730, Thursday evening, midweek service, 730. We are located at 2411 69th Street, Galveston, Texas. See you there.